Welcome to The Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii. I'm your host, Joe McGarry. This month, we're highlighting businesses featured in Hawaii Business Magazine's Best Places to Work list. In this episode, we'll be sitting down with Mireya Norman of Hawaii Energy. Hawaii Energy was chosen as the best place to work among small companies, and they were also selected as the number two of healthiest companies. We welcome Mireya Norman. Hello, how are you? Doing well, Joe. Thank you for having me here and having uh, the opportunity to chat a little bit about our organization. No, I'm really, really enthused to help people find out more about what Hawaii Energy actually does. Now, you're interesting because you have like almost 20 years of experience in program management and finance. But at Hawaii Energy, I know that your work encompasses a lot of different things that are not financial based. That's often part of working at a small company, isn't it? That you you do what's ever necessary. Give us a little insight into what you do and what, you, what your work there encompasses. Sure. Absolutely. Working in a small organization, you have to wear many hats um, and really support different areas. So under my purview, I'm the program support services manager, and I oversee the finance side of the house, which, as you mentioned, is really the bulk of my background has been um, HR as well as procurement and IT. So all administrative functions that really serve as the backbone of our operations and enable our employees to carry out our mission and, and support our customers. So on a daily basis, I can do, you know, several different things in, in areas. I could be talking to a subcontractor about our procurement process and how we work with them to get them under contract to support one of our programs. I could be interviewing a candidate for a, uh, position, uh, which we are hiring, by the way. So if anybody's interested, go to our website uh, or even just chatting with our IT department on any needs we have for folks, uh, whether software related or equipment related. So it's really my my role really encompass, encompasses a, a variety of things that um, I use to to kind of support the organization to carry out the mission. So basically, in a nutshell, you're the person that we go to when anything goes wrong. It Ends up with you. The buck stops there. Um, Hawaii Energy. Let's talk, first of all, about being voted one of the best places to work in Hawaii um, and the second healthiest place to work in Hawaii. I mean, that's really quite something considering how many businesses we have here. First question is, why do you think you were voted one of the best places to work? By far, our people and our culture. And those both go, I think, hand in hand. Uh, our organization has established a set of values that we all adhere to and we all commit to when we c- become members of, of our program. Our values are accountability and ownership, commitment to excellence, integrity, and collaboration. And I think all of these values have really come together to build an environment that fosters uh, collaboration as as individuals that care about each other, not only for our in our work life, but in our personal lives. Uh, and that translates into wellness as well and keeping each other healthy and able to support ourselves at work and our personal lives. I can tell you in our in our team, somebody may have a personal challenge or someone may have a celebratory, uh, you know, uh, reason to 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 celebrate. And at the end of the day, everyone's always there for each other, uh, functions very much as a family. And I think that really translates 
into the mission and how we support our customers. You can have a great mission like ours, which is to help Hawaii businesses and residents uh, learn about energy efficiency and get us to a 100% renewable energy goal that the state has by 2045. But if you don't have that culture and that backbone of people to support that uh, mission, uh, it, it doesn't always translate into a successful work culture. So for us, I feel we've had the ability of our customers um, getting the benefit of, of our work culture translating beyond just internally us gelling as a team, but also supporting them with empathy and understanding because they're a part of the family as well. How big is the company? How many employees are at Hawaii Energy? So we have about 35 employees. We are located, we have employees located on the Big Island as well as uh, Maui. Uh, I have someone on my team that's actually located on the East Coast that supports us from there. We also have, uh, you know, our parent company is actually Lidosync, which is a much larger company. But, but here locally, it's about a 35-person staff. So a very, very small group. And certainly small enough where everybody can adopt your company policies. I think sometimes what is challenging for larger companies is it's really hard to get everyone to to jump in and adopt everything. Much easier if you're, you know, 50 or, or less, I think. Absolutely right. You, I think you hit that right on the nail. Uh, as far as, you know, an, an, a perfect example for us, I think, was pivoting from a work at in office situation prior to the pandemic to, you know, I was going into an office, into the office on a Wednesday, like many organizations did prior to the pandemic and having to figure out how we were going to transition to a, a work from home situation by that Monday. And I think the, the fact that we were a smaller group, uh, we were able to pivot a little faster, but also utilizing the resources that our parent company had, uh, to, to help us. So, we focused on, I think, in that sense, on three areas to help us get there. The first had to do with uh, resources related to equipment. What did people need to, what did our employees need to transition and pivot to that work-from-home situation? And that was, again, going back to our parent company, utilizing those resources to support that. Um, you know, and our employees were able to seamlessly transition and support, continue to support our customers. Uh, obviously, it's much easier to do when you have 35 people, right, uh, to coordinate that. Um, the second area that I think we focused on um, really in that transition and pivot to work from home had to do with employee engagement. When we were in an in-person setting, we had built that culture of touch points where you would walk down the hall and you would just be able to talk story with somebody or in the kitchen or by the water cooler, just like many other organizations I think did, you know, had done. So now how did we translate that culture? How did we build that when we were all behind uh you know, screens working with each other remotely. So that was a huge area of focus uh, for our management team as we transitioned into that work from home setting. So focusing on making sure that on a daily basis, we were touching base with our employees, having check-ins, you know, on their well-being, on how they were adjusting on their work situation, folks that had their children at home, they had a parent that they were taking at home, they were taking care at home. So all these items that are all these situations, again, trying to stay that, maintain that connection, um, and also trying to give some sense of normalcy uh, to our employees that they had maybe before when we were in office. So we used to do a lot of fun activities in office, right? We would have um, health challenges. We did a lot of uh, salad bars where people would come in and bring, you know, salad uh, toppings and, and salad materials and we'd salad items that we would uh, build a salad bar and, and work through that. 
Um, we would have, you know, national food holidays where we'd celebrate something. It was National Yogurt Day. We'd bring in yogurt and we'd celebrate. We'd have yoga sessions or meditation sessions in, in-house. So now we couldn't do that remotely. So how did we, you know, pivot? And for us, it was really, again, going back to, um, you know, trying to maintain employees engaged. And we ended up setting, we had a funk committee. Uh, ended up setting up uh, sessions, Fun Committee Fridays, where we had different activities that employees could join in. One of the first ones we did was a lip sync battle. So we did it over, uh, you know, over WebEx and folks were just lip syncing to their favorite song. But again, it was, it was something that probably could have been done if it was a much larger organization, to your point. Uh, we had the buy-in from, from our smaller folks, but I think we were very fortunate that we were also able to leverage resources from our parent company. I think the other area going back to to wellness that we also focused on as we pivoted to this work from home state is taking those resources that we had with our parent company, utilizing them to promote wellness. So one of the things that came about during the pandemic, the company came out with a uh, leave uh, program that if you had an employee that was uh, had a loved one that had COVID, it was special leave that you could take aside from the other leave that's included in your benefits. They also actually uh, submitted a program for reimbursements of home equipment, gym equipment that was purchased so that employees could work out at home. Uh, you know, again, to promote wellness, to promote people staying mentally healthy. And they also bought employee subscriptions to Headspace. Uh, I'm not sure how familiar, but yeah. So, so that folks could do meditation at home and, and really take advantage of some of those services. So that was really forward thinking because it really took several months, if not for some people the entire year, before they realized the mental effects of staying at home. And we've spoken to a couple of other small business owners. Um, particularly a couple of restaurant owners who also got that very quickly, that they had to check in with their employees and they had to make sure that people were doing okay because this was something that was so foreign to everybody. It sounds like you guys had a lot of fun doing it and, and tried to carry on your workplace ethic all the way through to, to being at home. Yeah, absolutely. I think for us, again, first and foremost, how do we replicate that culture that we had in office, uh, knowing that we couldn't replicate everything exactly, but continue to support our employees remotely? Um, so, so for us, it was, again, a top priority because if you have, it goes back to culture and I think mission. You have a good work culture. You have employees that really feel they're supported, really feel they're not a number, they're an employee, and that we understood and, and empathized. They're, we were all going through challenges at the time, just like our customers. I think that bleeds into how you support, you know, uh, your, your mission. Uh, we actually launched, and I'll give you an example. We actually launched a, a grant program last year to support in one of our programs that we utilized to respond to COVID re- uh, economic downturn. So the grant program, it was an energy relief grant program, uh, allowed businesses that had um, some sort of economic hardship or that, that were in need to basically take advantage of a grant to upgrade some sort of equipment or, or their workspace with energy efficient products. And the grant went up to $25,000. So it was, it was a good amount of money. We had an overwhelming response for the program. Uh, obviously, you know, everyone was seeing, you know, Chamber of Commerce set up all the, the emails and the updates on how many businesses were closing, small businesses in particular on a daily basis. So for us, it was really important to get this program out. Uh, and, and I think as you were reading through the applications, it was really heart wrenching to see kind of all the, the, uh, the challenges that businesses were facing. 
and our employees, I feel, because we have cultivated that the culture of empathy and understanding, we're able to 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 really service these these businesses and help bring about the the needs that they that they wanted or they had in a very empathetic manner in a time when it it was hard. It was hard for everyone. So I think building that culture just automatically bleeds into your work. Now, you're talking about um, grants and benefits. This is something that Hawaii Energy exists for, right? You're here for us, for the, the population of Hawaii, to take advantage of what you're offering in terms of trying to reduce our energy, um, to reduce our carbon footprint. And anyone who pays attention to their mail monthly will know that every month we all get a message from you telling us how much energy we're using compared to our neighbors and how we can start to reduce it. And I think that in itself is just such a strong program because people can measure what they're doing. I know I have many times said to my children, okay, here's where we are this month. Let's see if we can reduce that. And I've actually gone out of my way to you know, not use the dryer as much or turn off the air conditioner just to see what kind of small effect it has. Are, is everyone aware of what you do or do you feel like you still could let more people know that they could be taking advantage of what you offer? I think we still feel that we need to get the word out about our programs. Often uh, we are confused with the utility and we're actually kind of a third party uh, that runs this fund that everyone who, who basically has their electric bill can see a small charge uh, on their bill that funds our programs and educational offerings. And it goes beyond uh, rebates that we provide for, let's say, you purchasing a refrigerator. It goes into educational programs that we have for building operators. How do you operate a building to make it energy efficient? And again, all these things build on trying to get us to, to this 100% renewable energy goal. Uh, but one thing I always tell residents when, you know, we've, we used to do a lot of outreach events prior to the pandemic, you're already paying into this fund. Take advantage of it. And I'll tell you last year on average, for every dollar that was paid into the fund, a customer received $10 back in value. I mean, so that, how do people take advantage? Explain to us some of the ways easily that they can perhaps start today to take advantage sure. of Hawaii Energy. We have uh, the the most basic way I think that people are are probably most exposed to residents, for example, is you can go into one of our local retailers like a Home Home Depot or a Lowe's if you're in need of a, a refrigerator or perhaps a washer that you need to replace. We will provide rebates uh, if you buy an energy efficient model. Again, uh, you know, to make sure we, we reduce your energy consumption, we have uh, air conditioning rebates if you buy a, a new air conditioning unit or if you tune up your existing window AC, there's, there's rebates for that. There's all sorts of incentives that are paid for residents, uh, light bulb exchanges where we will provide free LED lights for folks to, again, just encourage you to change your lights out to, to more energy efficient equipment. On the commercial side, we also have a lot of programs to support small businesses, large businesses, depending on what your needs are. Again, I mentioned our, our energy, um, grant program that we rolled out last year, but we also have a program called Energy Advantage, which again supports small businesses to change out their lights to make uh, their their spaces more energy efficient uh, and reduce their electric bills. So- I think you are going to be getting a lot of calls <laughs> after this from businesses, small and large, and homeowners who really don't are not aware, despite your wonderful efforts, but I really do think that people are not quite aware of, of how much help there is in trying to reduce the carbon footprint of the state of Hawaii. 
Yeah, and we welcome all the calls we can get. Uh, folks want any information, they can go on hawaiienergy.com to, to take a look at all our all our programs. And again, it, it expands beyond two incentives. I want to reiterate that. A lot of educational opportunities, and I reiterate that because during the uh, pandemic, we had to do a lot of remote WebEx sem- seminars, and there was stuff that people could really take advantage from an educational perspective. Uh, we do community workshops and um, other uh uh, more professionally geared uh, workshops towards specific vendors that maybe focus on air conditioning or uh, refrigeration, again, to help them just get more smart about their choices and what they're doing with their businesses and in their homes. So uh, we welcome all the, all the, uh, the input that um, folks may have for us and welcome all the participation. It's one really wonderful to find out more about Hawaii Energy and what you do. And uh, I hope that everyone listening has got a deeper perspective of how much you're working towards reducing our energy use and becoming sustainable in Hawaii, but also what it's like to work at a company that is voted one of the best in Hawaii. We can see why that fun and taking care of your employees is obviously the number one thing. And congratulations on that. Thank you for doing that. Thank you, Joe. Maria Norman is the Program Support Services Manager for Hawaii Energy. You've been listening to The Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii. Join us next time for more conversation with Hawaii's small business.